It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. The Locked On NBA Fantasy Minute is presented by PrizePix. PrizePix is the most fun you can have playing daily fantasy basketball and winning up to 25 times your money. Go to prizepix.com slash LockedOnNBA and use the code LockedOnNBA for a first deposit match up to $100. We are very much in the thick of the fantasy basketball playoffs. You might be starting it this week. You might be already in it. It might be a week away. And at this point of the year, with only five weeks left in the entire regular season, Playing the schedule is the most important thing. So this week, the Minnesota Timberwolves and the Los Angeles Lakers play two games only. So any fringe players you have from those teams, even guys, yes, like Kyle Anderson replacing Kyle Anthony Towns, that's not worth it with two games on. You need to be stacking extra games and you need to be looking at the teams with four games. You need to be looking at teams with games early in the week and then switching them out for teams with more games later in the week. Get more games in, play the schedule, be cutthroat with injuries and get players in to get yourself success for fantasy basketball. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. Just go to Indeed.com slash podcast right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire. You need Indeed. Jackson Gatlin here, host of the Monday edition Locked On NBA podcast. Every Monday, I cover the three biggest stories in the NBA with the local experts from Locked On. It's an awesome recap of the weekend of the NBA and a look at what's ahead. Mark your calendars on Monday to join me for Locked On NBA podcast, available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. The Orlando Magic fall to the Memphis Grizzlies, and there's a lot to get to in the result category. But the one thing we learned from Thursday's game... Paolo Bancaro is a problem. Not for the Magic, for everyone else. Let's dive into it. It's time for Locked On Magic. You are Locked On Magic, your daily Orlando Magic podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And you are indeed locked on magic. Today is January 6, 2023. My name is Philip Rossmanreich. I'm the expert and site editor over at OrlandoMagicDaily.com. Of course, follow me on Twitter at PhilipRR underscore OMD. On today's episode of Locked On Magic, the Orlando Magic's young duo of stars, Paolo Bencaro and Franz Wagner, continue to be a problem throughout the league. They have two big, big, big quarters to help the Orlando Magic nearly steal the game from the Memphis Grizzlies. We'll get to why the Magic lost that game to the Grizzlies, but talk mostly about the star power the Magic have in their two young players. We'll get to that coming up here in just a moment. But first, we want to thank you again for making Locked On Magic part of your day every day, no matter when you listen to us, whether it's first thing in the morning, whether it's right when we upload. We truly appreciate you making Locked On Magic part of your day every day. Remember, there's a great Locked On podcast covering every single team in the NBA. Just search for Locked On and the team you're looking for, Locked On Podcast Network. It's your team every day. I have said this several times on this podcast. I say this every time. It, it feels like Paolo Bancaro has a bad game because it, his, his stat numbers, his stat lines don't suggest he's ever having a bad game. But this is the worst 
version of Paolo Bancaro we're going to see. This is the worst he will ever be in his career. Um, he is going to get better, significantly better, every time he steps out on the floor, every time that he goes out there. This is this is not the best version of Paolo Bancaro. And yet, every time he does something, he does something that rookies do not do. Um, he is not your typical rookie. He, he, is, he, is, he is a legitimate all-star candidate, although I, I, I don't think he'll make it um, for, for various reasons. Um, he is a, a legitimate potential superstar in this league, and he is continuing to do things that are just frankly amazing every time out on the floor, every time he goes out there. What rookie has the temerity or has the, the, the gall to go up against Jaron Jackson Jr., one of the best defensive players in the league, and just dunk it on him, knowing he's going to take a hard fall. What rookie with his team down by 25 has the the gall and, and the poise to put the team on his back and carry them back into the game, keep them alive, give them some energy to help them try and win that basketball game? Paolo Bancaro always has this cool, smooth demeanor, and that's actually what helps him a lot in these situations. And what helps him a lot... Uh, kind of weather these ups and downs throughout the course of the season. Um, uh, so far, at least. What rookie is that source of, of inspiration and energy for his team? These are not things rookies are supposed to do. But this is central to the Paolo Bancaro experience and the Paolo Bancaro philosophy. After Wednesday's game against the Oklahoma City Thunder, Pankara was asked a, a little bit about how he compares himself to stars. Eighth, by the way, in all-star voting among the Eastern Conference forwards. Um, how he compares himself to stars. And, and, and you know, pa- Paolo didn't want to get into comparing his numbers and, and making his all-star case. But he, he told a really interesting story. He said that after before the season started, Jason Tatum, fellow Duke alumni, uh, contacted him and kind of reached out to him and said and, and, and told him you know, you're in Orlando now as you're getting ready for the season. Own this moment. You know, own this opportunity. Take advantage of the opportunity. Become a problem. Let me make sure I get the exact quote here, and I apologize for not having it up sooner. Um, let me get this exact quote here because it is a good quote. It's a good long, long little bit of quote. Um, he said, he said uh, this is what Ben Carroll said after Wednesday's game. Quote, I just wanted to come into this league and make my presence be felt. Obviously, being a number one pick, there are going to be expectations. Jason Tatum, before I got to the NBA, he kind of said something that stuck with me throughout getting, throughout getting to Orlando and building up the season. I remember him telling me I had everything I needed to be a good NBA player, but it was up to me how good I wanted to be. I was going to have to go out and take it. He would later say, he made that very clear. Nothing is going to be given you when you get to this league. I just never forgot that. Every game, every day, I'm trying to prove that I'm a problem and you are going to have to deal with me. Every game, every day, Paolo Bancaro is a problem. Every game, he is a problem. And that was evident in the third quarter of Thursday's loss to the Memphis Grizzlies. And Thursday's game against the Memphis Grizzlies, Paolo Bancaro scored 30, 30 points, his fourth 30-point game, uh, and just frankly, dominated the third quarter. 
when it felt like the Magic's energy had dipped and they couldn't figure out how to beat that Memphis defense, Paolo Bancaro was the one or the beneficiary or the one who lifted the team's energy up. He scored 20 points in the third quarter, becoming the sixth, the 16th time a player has scored 20 points or more in a quarter in Magic history. The last player to do it was Tracy McGrady, I believe. Um, again, this is not stuff rookies are supposed to do. And the way he did it was simply fantastic. Getting a kick-out three to get some rhythm, getting to the basket, getting that big dunk over Jared Jackson Jr. Just a full array of his game. His ability to hit those short jumpers off the dribble, uh, to, to hit those post moves that he likes, to hit the spot-up three, to run in transition, to hit secondary break shots. All the pieces were there. And yes, you know we could argue maybe the Magic need to get him more involved. Um, maybe could have stuck with him a little bit longer into the into the fourth quarter to help the Magic try and win that game. But the fact of the matter is, Orlando is down 25. We'll get to the reasons for that uh, in, in the next segment. The Magic were down 25, and they rallied to cut it down to six. They were dead in the water. They were treading water. They were unable to get over the hump. They were frustrated with with the with the officiating. They were frustrated with their own lack of shot making. They would all, you know, like both Franz and Paolo said after the game, you know, we felt like we played good offense. We just missed shots. And, and, and I think there's some truth to that. And the Magic have at times struggled to keep their defensive intensity up, especially when they're struggling to make shots. So there, there's definitely something to that. But the bottom line is, the Magic turned to their stars to carry them back. And both of them very nearly did it. I don't want to give short shrift to Franz Wagner. He had 19 of his 22 points in the fourth quarter. He just he came alive too and, and, near, and again, nearly willed the Magic back into the game. But Paolo is still, you know, they're both unquestioned stars right now. Um, and and, and, and for, for them and for this team, it's about learning how to balance that and learning how to kind of pace themselves through the games and, 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 and make sure that they're able to be effective at all times. Franz was, was really bad for good stretches of this game. Again, we'll talk a little bit more about his game coming up here in a minute. For Paolo Carroll, though, this is not a typical rookie season. This is not what rookies are supposed to do. This is not how a rookie plays. Because rookies are, <laughs> they're bad. And this is the worst Paolo Bancaro is going to be. I, I, I'll keep saying that all year. He is never going to be worse than he is today. Because that dude wants to work. That dude wants to be better. And that dude belongs. The NBA knows. Taylor Jenkins said it after the game. Paolo Bancaro is going to be a problem in this league for a very, very long time. And this rookie season is just putting the league on notice. They're already treating him like a star. Watch how many double teams he gets every time he touches the ball below the free throw line. Everybody knows how difficult he is to handle already. And things are only going to get better for him. Thursday night's game was a shot across the bow. That no one is going to stop Paolo Bancaro. When he has that look in his eye, when he has that determination, when he has that rhythm, when the team needs him to, he can be a leader and he can guide this team forward. It may not be every night yet. It may not be something the team can just give him the ball and trust him to do quite yet because he is a rookie. But all the signs are there. Paolo Bancaro is indeed going to be a problem in this league. Unfortunately, though, this problem came in a loss. We're going to dive a little bit more into why that loss happened and go through the box score, of course, coming up here in 
just a moment. But first, a quick word from our pals at Built Bar. Looking for a delicious treat but don't want all the fat and calories? you got to try a Built Bar. We just got through the holidays, and I know my goal is to eat a little healthier this year. I'm trying to reduce my snacking a little bit, but I still have that very, very sweet tooth. I need some chocolate in the house. So if you're like me and want to eat healthier but don't want to compromise taste, you got to try Built. Built Built is healthy and actually tasty. Gives you that chocolate fix, plus gives you a ton of protein with few, few calories. Seriously, they're so delicious, you won't think they're good for you. They're perfect for your New Year's resolution. What makes Built so good? What makes Built Bar so good? Well, for starters, they're covered in 1% real chocolate. That's a good start. Um, and they come in unbelievable flavors like churro, which is very, very good, peanut butter brownie, and coconut almond, among plenty more. I'm not sure how Built does it, but these Built Bars taste like a candy bar while maintaining amazing macros. What's even better, they're healthy, only 130 calories and 4 grams of sugar, and a whopping 17 grams of protein. And now you don't need to wait around to get a box. For, for years, we've been talking about ordering your Built Bars at Built.com. Now you can get them at your local Walmart or Sam's Club, too. That's right. Head to your nearest Walmart today, walk to the pharmacy section, and grab yourself a box of Built Bars. You can pick up, pick up a four-box of cookies and cream, double chocolate, or coconut puffs. Or if you're close to Sam's Club, run and grab a 13-bar box with our hit flavors, brownie, batter, and churro. You can thank me later. Check them out today. Go grab Built Bar at your local store or order them at Built.com. No matter what moves you made last year, TurboTax experts make them count. Did you say no to a big wedding and elope at the county courthouse? That's a move. Did you go back to school to get your degree? That's a move. Did you relocate for a fresh start? Well, that's literally a move. Maybe you moved into a houseboat instead of a house house or switched gears from rideshare driving to video game streaming. Or you rode the stock market to the moon and back. TurboTax experts make all your moves count, getting you every credit and deduction you deserve. File with 100% accuracy and get you your max refund guaranteed. So, switch to TurboTax. Make your moves. They'll make them count. See guarantee details at TurboTax.com guarantees. Experts only available with TurboTax Live. Obviously, I'd love to be sitting here talking about the Orlando Magic and the performance that Paolo Bancaro had in the fourth quarter that Franz Wagner had um, in a win. Um, and, and that's ultimately the goal. And, and I don't think we should we should lose sight of that. And, and again, I, I'm a believer, you know, while you know, I don't think the play-in tournament is necessarily the goal or the postseason is necessarily the goal, I believe we should raise the standard and, and begin holding them to, to that. Now that, you know, missing the play-in tournament I don't think should cause to call the season a failure or anything like that. But I do think we should be looking to raise that standard and say, okay, they should be at this level uh, when they're when they're not yet at, when they're not there yet. Um, there's still a lot more that they that they need to do to get there. But but we should be we should be thinking that we should be thinking this team's capable of winning because they are capable of winning. The disappointment that comes from Thursday's loss then really just focuses on the second quarter. When Orlando got outscored, I think it was 42, uh, 43-23 or 42-23, when they just got absolutely worked by the Memphis Grizzlies. And some of it was you know, somewhat coaching and rotations and certainly depth and confidence because Memphis is one of the best teams in the Western Conference. They are a confident bunch. 
When confidence is there, your whole team feels it. And that includes your bench players and some of your supporting players. That's how, you know, David Roddy has such a good game. That's how, you know, Santi Aldama has come along for the Memphis Grizzlies. That's that's how that, that this that, that's how Zaire Williams has the kind of game that he has, even though he struggled throughout much of the season. When a team is confident, everybody feels it. And 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 confidence is just half the battle. Just not, you know, not having doubt or questions about what you're doing. Um, this game was lost in the second quarter. The Magic essentially broke even the rest of the game. Uh, and so the, the second we, ha- we have to put the second quarter under scrutiny. I don't necessarily blame Jamal Mosley, and I think it's real easy to kind of blame rotations. The Magic had Franz Wagner out on the floor. They do trust Cole Anthony. You know, they, they, they have a longstanding, you know, relationship, you know, for better or for worse with Bo Bamba. The, the lineup that they had in the second quarter of that game wasn't a bad lineup. You know, it was Cole Anthony, Terrence Ross, Franz Wagner, Admiral Schofield, Mo Bamba. That's, you know, again, yeah, you could say what you want about some of the talent in that group. I, I, I'm not here to debate that part of the argument. Um, and, and certainly the, there's some defensive cohesion. But, Fra- you know, I'm a big believer that one of one of Franz Wagner, Paolo Bancaro, Wendell Carter should be on the floor at all times. The Magic have staggered their rotations to make sure that that Franz Wagner is with that bench group. So they're playing a nine man, uh, essentially a nine-man rotation. Um, it's, uh, it is, it, 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 the problem isn't the rotation. The problem is that lineup just was really bad and, and really bad in a way that is really difficult to recover from really bad in a way that they couldn't just hold the ship steady or have a five point lead become a five point deficit. That, that stuff happens and you can recover from it. It's much more difficult to recover from being down two to start the second quarter to being down 20 at the end or being down 15, 16, 17 points. Giving up that many points is just really difficult. And look, if it's the playoffs, that lineup gets pulled much faster. As much as people, you know, I've said this throughout the course of the season, one thing I have been really impressed with what Mosley's done this year and one thing that I think shows that that he does understand rotations a little bit better. I think there's still some issues with with some game management stuff, but again, it's it's, it's a lot of it's about development still. Um, is that if a lineup is not working or, or, or does not have it early in the first quarter, he may, he'll experiment in the first quarter, but he goes with what's working in, this, in the second half. In, or in, the fir- in the first half, he'll, he'll go with his set rotation. The second half, he'll go with what's working. Mo Bamba was not working. The Grizzlies were attacking him endlessly on pick and rolls. They were getting into the basket, getting into the paint. Jaron Jackson Jr. was having a field day with Bamba. You just made him a non-factor on both ends of the floor, and, and he's got to do something positive on one end to, to kind of keep his minutes. Um, and Jared Jackson's very good and playing very, very well and had probably his best game of the season on, on Thursday night. Uh, but they were just going after him time and time and time again. And so Mo Bamba didn't play in the second half. Um, you know, again, he just didn't have... You know, Cole Anthony was really struggling shooting over 8, and that bench unit needs Cole Anthony to be successful. They need him to make shots to 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 be on the floor, to be a, a factor for this team. Um, that's just the truth um, uh, uh, of things. Uh, and so that, so Cole's struggles really hurt this team and really, really hurt the magic's ability to kind of get into get into their stuff and get into their get into their flow and, and, and all that. Um, it was, it was a really, really difficult game in, in, in that sense. It was a really, really difficult game. And, and Orlando was climbing uphill and playing uphill the entire way. If Paolo Bancaro, if, if, if that lineup, let's say they don't, they don't need to break even. Let's say they're down 10 instead of 20. Instead of 20 
Paolo Bancaro is a 20-point quarter in the third quarter, and, and suddenly the Magic are in the lead by five, six points. You know, you don't need the, the kind of desperation it, it, that, that it took. Now, that second quarter struggle was built earlier, too. Orlando really struggled with their shooting all night long. You know, Gary Harris, I think, missed all four of his three-pointers. That's a, that's a three-point shooter the Magic typically rely on pretty heavily. Um, and so, it, it, is, it shouldn't, it, the, the problem shouldn't be just isolated to that bench unit. They were the worst of it. Um, because at least that first unit, that starting group, was defending really well, and, and I think the Magic did generally play some pretty good defense. Um, you know, overall, they, they 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 lost contact with Jaron Jackson Jr. a few times around the basket. They were, I, I think, over doubling John ja Morant at times. I think they could have trusted that the the individual defender on John ja Morant a little bit more, uh, and not not kind of pre rotate as much as they were pre rotating. Um, but but overall. That this this game was about the deficit and the hole they put themselves in the second quarter, and that was built earlier too because the Magic just were not able to hit shots and and they weren't able to get the paint touches. They were settling for three point shots way too much um, early on. A couple of those fall, you know, they started falling in the second half, and that's when the Magic started building momentum. That's when the Magic started being able to attack the paint a little bit more because the Grizzlies had to go out and and, and protect the three point line. Um, that's you know I think that's kind of the way teams are going to play the Magic right now is, you know, the Magic have to kind of force their way in the paint, get to the foul line to set up their three-point shots. I, I'm a big believer that the Magic's most successful three-point shots come after paint touches. As, as Jamal Mosley will say, those feet-set threes are really, really big for this team. The Magic have to do a better job focusing on getting in the paint, even when it's tough, even when it's hard, even when defenses are loading up against them. That's the only way they're going to get the good three-point shots that they want, um, at least until they get more consistent and better shooting and certainly better... Uh, kind of contested or, or swing swing shooting, um, it's it's still a bit of a struggle for this team. Uh, there's 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 no there's no denying that. There's no doubt about that. Um, this is a group that still that still has a lot of work to do, and and I think that I think that this team this, this look this team is still doing a lot of really good things. The second half of the Magic was brilliant. They like they they went toe to toe. They went shot for shot with the Memphis Grizzlies, one of the best teams in the Western Conference. You know, Paolo Bancaro and John Morant and Franz Wagner were all like kind of exchanging shots there in the fourth quarter um, of what turned out to be a close game because Orlando cut the lead deficit down to six from 25. Um, the Magic withstood a lot of those punches, but they got hit with such a heavy haymaker in that second second quarter that it just put them in too deep of a hole. You know, I I am not one to overreact to one game. That bench unit has been good. They've during the win streak, they were winning games because of their bench. They beat the Spurs. Because of Cole Anthony. And so I don't think... I think it was a bad game. Don't get me wrong. I don't think anyone should completely throw the baby out with the bathwater just because of one bad game. And, and certainly I think I think that can happen. But they definitely need more consistency off the bench. They definitely need um, to, to kind of fill those minutes in a little bit better. Um, and, and, and look, that group just needs to play better. They didn't They didn't play well. Uh, you know, the, the Magical get Mo Wagner back on, on Saturday, I believe, against Golden State. Um, would not surprise me if he's playing Mo Bamba's minutes. Um, it'll be interesting to see how Jamal Mosley manages those minutes. Um, would not surprise me if he's playing those minutes, and, and would not surprise me if he is part of the rotation moving forward because I think that gives the Magic the best chance chance to win. We'll go through the final box score, talk a little bit more about some individual performances. We'll get to that coming up here in just a moment. But first, a quick word from our copy will load. I'll be able to tell you a little bit more about LinkedIn. As, small, as a small business owner or hiring manager, you know that success in 2023 all depends on the team members you surround yourself with. 
That's why you have to check out LinkedIn Jobs. With LinkedIn Jobs, you can hire qualified candidates more efficiently by matching open roles with people who have the skills, values, and experiences to help you achieve your goals. LinkedIn Jobs helps you quickly attract qualified candidates to your open jobs with targeting tools. They go beyond resume data by using insights from your job post, company, and their 875 million member profiles Put you your post in front of the most qualified candidates. They may not be million, but they have they have a lot of profiles on there. Identify the most qualified candidates on LinkedIn Jobs and connect with them fast and for free. LinkedIn Jobs makes it easier to screen and rate applicants based on your job qualifications all on one platform. Achieving your goals in 2023 takes the right team members to do it. The magic can't succeed without the right team members. You certainly can't either. It's why small businesses rate LinkedIn Jobs number one in delivering quality hires for lead versus leading competitors. LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the qualified candidates you want to talk to faster. Post your job for free at LinkedIn.com slash LockedOnNBA. That's LinkedIn.com slash LockedOnNBA to post your job for free. Terms and conditions apply. The NBA playoffs are right around the corner and Locked On NBA is here daily to keep you caught up with all the late season drama. Every Monday, Jackson Gatlin rounds up the three biggest stories around the league, helping to break down the NBA playoffs. Mark your calendars to listen to Locked On NBA every Monday to be up to date. Locked On NBA, available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Uh, we've talked a lot about this game already and talked a lot about some of the indiv- individual performances. I want to go through the box score real fast to close out today's show um, as the Orlando Magic fall to the Memphis Grizzlies. I believe it was 125 to 118. So again, a lot to like. Orlando ends up shooting 46.4%. They were down below 40% for the entire first half and much of this game. They end up 11 for 36 from three. So not a bad three-point shoot night. And 26 for 30 from the foul line. Definitely felt like Orlando could have gotten to the line more. There was a lot of frustrating frustration with the officials in this game. 22 fouls, including Wendell Carter fouling out. That was a big moment in the game when Wendell Carter fouled out. Um, Magic were down six. Carter goes up for a challenge on John Morant. He appeared to be straight up and down. I, I thought toward the end he brought his hand, his arms down, and that's where the foul was. John Morant goes to the line and, and kind of puts the game away as the Magic you know, have to get increasingly more desperate. Um, the, the biggest issue for the Magic was the scoring was just a little bit imbalanced. Paolo Bancaro with 30 points, 10 for 20, shooting 2 for 7 from deep, 8 for 9 from beyond the arc. Again, that's a sign of how much the Magic were shooting threes. Um, Paolo had 7. Franz Wagner had 4 three-point attempts. Wendell, 4 three-point attempts. Gary Harris, 4 three-point attempts. Cole Anthony, 5. Terrence Ross, 6. 36 isn't a huge number for three-point shots. I think the Magic's ideal number is kind of in the low 30s. Um, They've been hovering below 30 for a little while during the successful run. Um, it's just about getting those good three-point shots, and Magic were not getting those good three-point shots throughout much of the game. However, they did get it going in the fourth quarter, and that helped them out. So Paolo scores 20 of his 30 in the third quarter. He has nine total rebounds for the game. So just a really solid game, and a game where the Magic trailed by 20 for most of the evening. Paolo Bancaro was a plus 10. I mean, I mean the plus-minus really does tell the story here. Magic starters, Paolo Bancaro plus 10, Wendell Carter plus 2, Gary Harris minus two, Markel Fultz plus four. Those are all guys that are playing with the starters almost exclusively. The starters essentially won their minutes against the Memphis starters. Now, granted, John Morant was John Morant was minus eight. Jaron Jackson Jr. was plus twenty-two. 
That comes a lot from playing with the bench unit. Jaron Jackson Jr. was with the bench unit. He had 31 points, 10 rebounds uh, in this game. Three for five, uh, two for three from beyond the arc. Just a really fantastic game from Jaron Jackson Jr. Dude is a pterodactyl defensively. Just uh, uh, um, his his nickname among the Grizzlies fans is Block Panther, which I actually really like that nickname. Um, but you know, again, you look at Franz Wagner. Franz Wagner was minus 12. He played with that bench unit. Cole Anthony minus 16. Mo Bamba minus 15. Admiral Schofield minus 10. That bench unit really, really struggled, and, and that's the difference. When you lose by eight, having players who are minus 16, you know, having when you win by eight, having players plus 22, uh, your bench, Tyus Jones plus 10, Xavier Tillman plus 13, Zayar Williams plus 13, that tells you a good chunk of the story. Individual plus minus doesn't always necessarily tell you how successful an individual player is, but it gives you hints about which lineups or who is out on the floor when the game really got decided. And, and again, that's, that's what happened here. Franz Wagner, though, does deserve credit. Fourth quarter, scores 19 of his 22 points. He ends up shooting 6 for 10, 2 for 4, 8 for 10 from the foul line. Just all of a sudden, like, things just clicked for him. He only had, like, three field goal attempts through three quarters. Um, All of a sudden, things just really clicked for him. He started attacking the basket more, started getting to the basket more, just started playing a lot more aggressively. And, you know, I don't know if that's because he was coming off the suspension and he's been essentially off off since Friday, Um, not playing. They practice, obviously, but not playing since Friday. Um, there's there's definitely a bit of hesitancy on his part, uh, and that's something that needed to change, and, and eventually it did change for the Orlando Magic. The other big scorer, Wendell Carter, like I said, 18 points, 7 for 12, shooting 2 for 4 from beyond the arc, uh, 7 rebounds in this game. He did foul out, um, but I will give Wendell Carter a ton of credit. He was really, really tough on the inside. Um, he got the job to box out Steven Adams, which has not been easy. Steven Adams has like 64 rebounds over his previous four games. Steven Adams only had six rebounds in this game. Really struggled with foul trouble himself. Wendell Carter had a fantastic game. If not for Wendell Carter's foul trouble, and three of his fouls were kind of like silly, were, were silly, you know, or two of his fouls at least were kind of silly fouls that he didn't need to take or or charges that he felt pretty strongly were not charges. Um, Wendell was just a solid base for this team. The team's defense was much better with Wendell Carter out there. Their rebounding was much better without with Wendell Carter out there and. And anytime you, anytime his minutes get limited, that that's usually a problem for this team. So a really nice game from Wendell Carter. Like I said, the bench was the real issue. Cole Anthony, four points, 0 for 8 shooting, 0 for 5 from deep. Um, look, Cole Anthony will have his ups and downs. We all know his maybe some of his consistency problems, um, but he has to produce something. He has to do something positive. He's the only player Wednesday night that didn't score in double figures, but he still had six assists. He had uh, four, uh, two assists in this game. Uh, even if his shot's not, you know, the, the big struggle, the big challenge for Cole Anthony is, yes, you're a scorer. Yes, you're a threat to score. You need to be aggressive. You need to be thinking about scoring. But you also he also has to recognize when he's not scoring, what can I do to make my teammates better? What can I do to still contribute positively as a threat to score, not necessarily as a scorer? And, and you know, I, honestly, I think Cole has done a really good job with this. He's had a better defensive season. He's still got a long way to go there um, and a better playmaking season. Uh, but this was a game that kind of reminds you of like, okay, this this is why Cole Anthony struggled in college. This is why Cole Anthony fell to 15, 15 in the draft. This is why Cole Anthony's you know looking like a sixth man because the the consistency of his shot creating and and his ability to kind of lead the team is 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 still something he's working on. Again, I I don't think you should throw the baby out with the bathwater after one after one game. He can he's still going to get a lot better, and, and I think there's still plenty of reasons to. Have faith in him as he continues to adjust to this bench role, which which he has shown he can succeed in a lot. 
Uh, Terrence Ross, 14 points, 5 for 7, shooting 4 for 6 from deep. Him getting his three-point shot going. He had a couple threes late in the third quarter that really built the momentum. Paolo, you know, Paolo Bancaro, for as good as that third quarter was in scoring 20 points, that was really just about steadying the ship. Someone else needed to help him. Someone else needed to get going scoring-wise to give this team a chance. That was Terrence Ross. Um, you know, he hit back-to-back threes, brought the lead down to like 14, and all of a sudden it felt like the Magic might be able to make a run at this thing and might be able to get back into this game. Um, and so you you needed that contribution, you needed that that floor spacing to kind of loosen Memphis's defense up and set up uh, what became a really really strong fourth quarter. The last guy to talk about Jalen Suggs, two points, one for four shooting, over two from deep, and only five and a half minutes. Uh, according to Coach Jamal Mosley, this was not because he got popped in the mouth very early on into his stint. Um, the plan was to play him about five minutes. This was the this was the plan, at least according to Jamal Mosley. Um, it was good to have Suggs out there. I- I'm glad that, you know, I don't mind him missing some shots and kind of just getting back in the feel of things after being out for more than a month. Um, he just needed to get that that feeling and that swing in- into things again. Um, defensively, he looked like he hasn't missed too many steps. Um, offensively, he's got to get his rhythm back. So so not, you know, it was good to have him back out there and that was really the only point uh, of him playing and all we needed to see from him uh, in this game. Look, uh, we say, we've said this after a few losses. Orlando still did some really good things. You know, getting back into it, 123-115, the final. I, I had the score wrong earlier. Um, 123-115, the final. Orlando was right there in it and, and, and really comparable to a lot of stats that you had to worry a little bit about going up against the Memphis Grizzlies. They turned the ball over only 11 times for 14 points, so the Magic did a good job protecting the ball. Um, they scored 13 second-chance points to Memphis's 14. They have 17 fast-break points to Memphis's 19. Those are areas that Memphis usually, uh, at least in previous matchups with the Magic, those are areas where the where the Grizzlies really kind of pushed them uh, and, and really ca- kind of blew them out, and that's that's why they lost those games. But the big difference, and this was the factor throughout the whole game, Memphis scores 64 points in the paint. Orlando scores just 40. Orlando has to live in the paint. They have to get to the foul line. They did that with 30 free throw attempts. Um, they have to get into the foul. They have to get into the paint more. That was the big struggle all first half, and and Memphis got in the paint a lot. Um, Orlando was really struggling to try and keep the, the ball handlers out of the paint, and that, that that's a big reason why uh, the Magic lost this game. The Memphis Grizzlies defeat the Orlando Magic 123-115. Orlando is heading out west next. We'll be on West Coast time to expect morning podcasts like this one um, as the Magic hit the West Coast starting Saturday against the Golden State Warriors. That'll be our next episode, actually. We'll talk about that game against the Warriors um, on Saturday night, Sunday morning, so be on the lookout for that. But... That's going to do it for me today. I want to thank you all again for listening to today's episode of Lockdown Magic. Of course, find me on Twitter at philiprr underscore omd. Subscribe to the podcast, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, TuneIn, Himboy, Google Play, Spotify, Odyssey, and all the fun places in the podcast to your podcast-enabled listening device. For the latest on the Orlando Magic, be sure to check out orlandomagicdaily.com. You can follow us there on Twitter at omagicdaily. Now that you're done listening to us, be sure to check out the Game to Game NBA podcast. Every moment, every top performance, every result, Locked On Game to Game covers every game from across the NBA with local analysis, that only Locked On can deliver. Follow Game to Game on Locked On NBA, available on the Odyssey app, YouTube, and wherever you get podcasts. That's going to do it for me, though. I want to thank you all again for listening to today's episode of Locked On Magic. For Orlando Magic Daily and Locked On Magic, this is Phil Frost. We'll see you again next time for another episode of Locked On Magic. Hey, Prime members, you can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.